Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. A sidekick, sidekick Josh Landy is opposite. I am. Thank you to all of those who deputised. Yeah, last week. A Alan great gang last week. I heard you said he did one of the greatest menus ever seen in this podcast environment. Alan's menu, like Alan Algar, a regular on this podcast, betting guru, etc., and um, regular guest, did this unbelievable menu. I haven't which seen it. Put yours to shame, frankly, Josh. I mean, your menus are great. Don't get me wrong. I value all your hard Not work. Not what they used to be. But his one was spectacular. I should have kept it for posterity. I should have framed it. Um, but you've done a good one for this week, so I think Just you're back. a few notes. Well, in some ways, this week writes itself, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, you know, pretty we've much. Got transfer situations, oh, got the game. Yeah. And we're joined by Ollie Shorts, former staunch... Um, they're still staunch. Well, is this Regular your, guest. Is this your first appearance as a father? Yes. Oh, absolutely, yeah, welcome. yeah. Welcome. So that's first, been a game changer. How yeah, old is your offspring? Yeah, she is just over six months. Yeah. And last night was her first night away from us in our room. I was a big advocate for it happening a while ago, <laughs> but my wife was adamant she must be next to us until six months. Is she, what's her name? Mazuta Ozil? Um, Ozil? No, she's Unairi. Unairi. <laughs> <laughs> We wanted to go for something quirky. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but Ella. Raul, 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 Ella, Monday to Sunday. <laughs> Raul A. Um, it's not even a former Arsenal link to Ella, is there? Ella? Um, Can't no. think of one off the top of my head. But um, it's great to have you back on. Yeah. Oh, I, after, I, I, after nearly a year away, I worked out. Yeah, morning. absolutely. You said October last October year. October 2018, your last appearance on the podcast. That's one thing the spreadsheet tells us. Oh, good. Good. Glad got the spreadsheet. spreadsheet. And, how, and still in the chocolate business? Still in the chocolate business. Well, Ollie has actually... Ollie um, has walked in today with a <laughs> lanyard. Oh. He's obviously been at the Speciality Fine Food Fair, which is taking place over um, the 1st and 2nd of September. And the third. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Oliver Shaw's director of Seed and Bean Chocolates. But you have failed to bring any chocolate to us to enjoy during this podcast. No, I don't think any of you need it. Right. Uh, Fair comment. Leon, who's enough. here, enjoy- no, he'd have probably enjoyed a bit of chocolate. As he no, he's got his sandwich. He's got his full-fat Coke. He's happy. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. Boy, were you, you were there yesterday, I of assume? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, you weren't, but you, you I was were... there. No, I was oh, there. I, I got back uh, very late Saturday evening from, oh, uh, from being away. From so I, I was very much there in Block Chavales. 12, at the back of Block 12 yesterday. Um, yeah, enjoy it. I got to the ground really early as well, which was a nice novelty. Usually I feel like I'm just... There's been a lot of queuing problems this year. Yeah. Certainly in the games. Yeah. That if people have been coming at 4.15, 4.20, 10 minutes before the game. So I thought, no, no, not taking a risk on Derby Day. I'm getting there for a nice 4 nice. o'clock outside the I ground. I had a beer. You, I, I in the ground. In the ground, I had a, a beer. Camden, a Camden, I had a Camden, Camden Hell. Yeah. Well, I'm a big fan of Camden, yeah. so I was, I, was very, I was very happy. And I just got in there so early... Um, I had a beer. Couldn't believe it. Yeah, nice, 
nice to say something because they, they make a big effort at Tottenham's new grounds. Have you, have you seen all of those videos to get people in the grounds earlier and stay off? Yeah, after? but that's because and it's just not happening in the same way at Arsenal. But yeah. They're trying to do whatever they can now. Yeah. And there's more places, I think, to dispense this beer than there were previously. I've certainly noticed a lot more areas yeah. to go and get a beer before the game. I'm sorry, we've been to, to White Hart Lane many, many times in, in our lives and there was absolutely nowhere to eat around that stadium. They needed everything they could do to get the punters through the door early. We, we've got Islington, literally, yeah. we're next well, door. Yeah. Boy, boy did lose his restaurant of choice recently. You've lost but the rest, restaurant, there were I'm many sorry, yeah, yeah, the great, um, what's it called? I keep forgetting what it's called on Islington Green. I mean, that's partly why it's closed down because I keep forgetting what the hell it's called. Um... What was uh, your pre-match this week, or did you just bowl up? At... I bowled up about four fifteen. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, it was it was fairly four thirty fa- kickoffs are the worst. Yeah, kickoffs. it's not good, is it? It's, you can't have lunch, can't have dinner. Exactly. It's, it's terrible. Yeah, and in fact, the the people I was sat with because um, all my gangs away, they're all you know like TV. Yeah, they're all TV industry people. They're all TV industry people take the whole of August off, basically. Yeah. And they don't get back till early September. There's nothing happening. Half the media is that way, in fact. Yeah. Um, but I'm, sta- I'm a staunch worker. I work throughout. Sure. But, um, so friend, a lovely friend of um, our Dermot's called Caroline was there with her uh, lovely son, 11-year-old son. And um, why am I getting into this? Oh, yeah, because... Um, uh, they hadn't. They didn't know. They hadn't eaten. They hadn't had lunch, and it was like we were in, they were in that. So there a lot of crisps were consumed. Um, I was like, "Shall I have this beetroot veggie burger, dirty beet?" You still not burger. had it yet. Still haven't had it yet. Eleven fifty. Okay. Um, no, I'm not spending eleven fifty on this slightly unappetising looking burger. Dirty so yeah, you're kind of hungry. Yeah, it is. A, it's a difficult to kick off time, as, as per your point. Ollie, four thirty. But well, anyway, we're going to have a lot of these Sundays, aren't we? Oh, with God. the Europa League oh, games. Yeah. So. Well, so one of our Europa games is taking place on a Wednesday, isn't yes. it? which goes so against the whole Thursday night. Um... Ollie, Ollie has declared himself out of going on the, any of these trips to Europe. But I was discussing with a few friends about possibly making a trip. Please don't go, Josh. And you could just see that there's people who don't. Who, don't well, do no, no, I'm, I'm probably not going. I'm, I'm oh. outside near the time. But it's why yeah, are you so against four... going? Apart from the obvious fact that you're going away on a Thursday to some obscure location. I, I just. You know what? The Europa League was. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I can use the word fun. Are you but still it... getting over Baku? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm mean, serious. I am. That is genuinely up. in the back yeah. of my mind. I'm thinking. I spent a disgusting amount of money on 14 hours in Baku. That, in a way, well, first of all, that was ridiculous during the day trip. But that's by the by. Um, am I over Baku? I, you can never be over Baku um, when you lose 4-1 after going there. But I did have a wonderful time. Um, I just The Europa League was, was kind of fun. It was these weird random teams. And we were, you know, we were getting to semi-finals and finals. I'm going, full disclosure, I have booked my flights to Gdansk. Um, so, you booked your flights now for the final of this year's Europa League? At full disclosure. At, absolutely. I'm not going On a budget airline? Yes. That's amazing. How much so does that cost you <laughs> Um, it costs £140. You spent £140 <laughs> on a punt. But that's kind of genius, wow. isn't it? Because I guess, you can, so if we don't get to the final, you're going to sell it. Can you sell it on or do you just I'm have sure a nice not, trip to Gdansk? Of course you can't. You're not getting the money back. Just bear in mind, this is Gdansk in Poland. We're not talking Baku again. Okay, first of all, if you looked at the... I can't believe we're talking about this after a 2-2 derby. But um, the, the, was... the, the Europa League for me... It, it was fun. We did Lisbon the, the season before. There was that German side. I didn't go. I was in, watching cricket in Australia. But I know that you, you, I think the Cologne. Pro, Cologne. That was it. Oh yeah, Cologne. Yeah, we went and to Cologne, I just feel yeah. like now it's just it's oh it was it was it's just ugh. And I didn't even it's know, ugh, but you it's are ugh. committed to going to the final. Of course, I'll go to the final. And if there's we get to the semi final, that's when it gets a little bit. It's a little bit like the the Carabao Cup for me. Right. The early rounds are a little bit meh. Whatever, I'm not going to watch them. I may go if it's an exciting... You're never going to watch them. I, if it's an exciting draw, but, you know. And then once you get to the semi-finals, you're like, I'll, I'll go. Ollie, let me say this. That, that kind of makes sense. I'm with you. But when you say you're not even going to watch the games, I mean, you are missing out. It could be your only chance to keep up with Mustafi's development this yeah, season. Yeah. You're clearly not going to get a chance <laughs> but, in the potentially, league. Listen, the, the home games are the home games, and you go because it's part of your season ticket. Uh, the away games, I may watch. Victoria on at 4.30. Um, 4.50. Sorry, 4.50. Um, Turn on at 4.30, get 20 minutes of the pre-match. You'll be enjoying <laughs> that. This all you know, because I just happened to mention that we were playing on a Wednesday. Well, right? no, it is relevant because, you know, um, last year, like, Rosie, my wife, did come with me to the we Sporting Lisbon game. Lisbon. Thursday to the weekend was lovely. And, you know, when the draw was made and she looked at it, she's like, where is this Portuguese team? I said, it's not that far from Porto. And that appeal, she's like, oh, maybe We had we'll a go. lovely time in Porto when we went, when we 2010, lost. 2010, yeah. Sol Campbell scored. Um, His last ever goal for Arsenal. Yeah. 
So she was thinking, oh, maybe so Thursday can, to yeah. the weekend we'll do that again. But then when it came on a Wednesday, that ruled out that little right. plan. But it is a strange one to yeah, have to go there Wednesday. One. Yeah. There you do go. Do you know why that's happening? There was an article, oh, okay. um, which if you give it, me a few I should have done the research. It didn't anyway. explain the reasons why. It just, said, it, not? It just said they have to, um, with no explanation. Oh. Well, uh, anyway, more importantly, come on, let's stop putting this off. We've got to discuss a fucking... <laughs> North London <laughs> Derby. And what is... My take is... I mean, slightly... Not, not so much last week I was talking about, I was banging on about how the fan base and the pundits and everyone was massively divided about how... Did we play well or not? Were we tactically stupid or not? in the previous game, right, yeah. against Liverpool. This time, I feel like there's a general, more of a consensus. I think people are slightly less divided. I still see the odd outlier. Some, some doofus wrote on Twitter about how we still played bad. The football was bad. I'm like, well, I mean, you could say many things, but I thought in the second half, our football was as great as it's been in recent times. Certainly one of our best 45 minutes in terms of the pure attacking intent. And some of the passing moves and some of the attacking was, was brilliant, I thought. But generally, I feel like I was relieved that we came back from 2-0 down. Obviously, not a great first half, but even then, you know, there were signs. So that we gave away goals, cretinous defending mistakes. Leno, I totally blame for that goal. Well, I mean, mostly blame for that goal. He could, have, he could have helped. He could have pushed it. You either push it further or you grab it. So many yourself. people to blame for that goal. So many, a lot of people to blame. Correct. Other people to blame as well. Sorry, not solely to blame. That's entirely wrong. But... He, he is to it was an error. It was an error. And then the, the world's most grotesque bit of penalty you can see. I think he's still sliding in. He's still sliding in. That was so extraordinary. I was sitting there watching it, and um, Caroline, who I was sat with, asked me a question at that point. And I thought, well, nothing's, I mean, they're kind of attacking our goal. So, you know, but I looked over and I answered their question. I looked back, and we conceded a penalty because there was no great threat. Fucking unbelievable. Yeah. It's an unusual one. Sometimes, you know, you consider penalty and you're like, he's, he's gone through and you, you have to make a decision. He's already laid the ball off. He's flying in there dangerously. It was unfathomable what, what was going through his head. And you, I'm sure you've seen the stat that since Greta Jackie came to Arsenal now, he is the Premier League's record holder in terms yeah. of penalties yeah. conceded. Yeah, and I joked, I think I joked in the last podcast that, you know, if you play him, because I think so the team, let's start, let's start at the beginning, team selection, right? Well, you did a tweet I saw yeah. demanding five people's inclusion. Yeah. I think you got four. Yeah, I got four. Who, you, who was Ceballos, the fifth? I wanted to play. I, I think I, I feel like the majority of fans, you know, who don't necessarily consider ourselves to be excellent, but just who would you like to see? What team would you like? I think everyone wanted the front three. Yeah, as far as I can make out, most people wanted the front three. Some Özil obsessives wanted Özil to be kind of hovering behind them or whatever. I was happy with Guendouzi. And um, Torreira, I just wanted, I just didn't want Xhaka. I think, I think now the majority of people feel like Xhaka, what the fuck is going on with Xhaka? So I just wanted Ceballos, as I thought someone who could do that job, and sure enough, did come on, not for Xhaka, who <laughs> stayed on the pitch. Unbelievable. So the team selection I was fine with, and then I felt like, actually, Xhaka was such a problem, you know, such a huge fucking terrible negative, that I felt like, you know, those who wanted that team were proved right. What did you feel? What, what, the, 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 uh, what I can't get around Xhaka is how he gets picked week in, yeah. week out. Before Emery, Wenger, week yeah. in, week out. He'll ne- he's, when's, he, when's someone going to say enough is enough? Similarly mm. to Mustafi, Emery was, you know, was the Europa League final maybe just before. He said enough is enough. Mustafi's getting nowhere near this squad. When is somebody yeah. going to say enough is enough? We, we, it, it's, you know, that penalty, re- remarkable. I just I'm thinking about it now and going through it in my head like the, what he was thinking just going yeah. to ground. Do you know as a team as well? Just to, sorry to interrupt. We committed 13 fouls and he he, he committed six of them. So nearly half of our entire it was foul. amazing. Yeah. He didn't get a yellow card until the 90th minute. It was minute. extraordinary and it was very funny watching it on. So I obviously as I always I watch it back on Sky. The whole thing. The whole thing. Gary Neville, Gary Neville, I fast forwarded a bit through the first half. Yeah. Gary Neville um, was absolutely incredulous about, about him. It's just in general about Xhaka, uh, specifically incredulous, obviously, about all, all the fouls he gave. He says, like, commits 20, 30 fouls. He 50. 50. And then was really funny. It became like a joke. When he, when he did, still wasn't getting booked, he got booked in what, the 92nd minute, yeah. I think. I can't it, articulate it was... my, my hate for him <laughs> as a footballer because he gives away the ball. But what do you think it is? He boy? makes stupid tackles, everything about right, it. So here's, Someone so what is it? I'm, I'm, Finger picked him. Yeah, I'm stealing religiously. this theory. I'm stealing this theory from someone. someone okay, someone. Go I saw on. someone mention it on Twitter. Maybe in training, 
he is so remember in training i guess like you don't often so Mourinho mentioned was the pundit on sky and he said oh i used to get i used to get them to work out um possible scenarios penalty area scenarios constantly with his defense so he used to get what the whole team he used to get the whole team to kind of work on not conceding penalties and somehow you know how to do that i wonder whether we've ever done that but <laughs> clearly Xhaka hasn't so maybe in training you know you don't do things like that Arsenal. maybe the things that he's asked to do in training Never, you never lead to him doing those rash moments where he suddenly could have conceded a penalty. Do you know what I mean? Somehow, maybe somehow, the rashness that we see in the actual game and that when he gets all pent up and all of that, obviously, you know, it's a different, different situation, isn't it? Training. So maybe in training, he's the greatest, yeah, most reliable, solid midfielder doing whatever the fuck the manager wants, which is hardworking, One of you the... know, a figure of some kind of authority. Which, uh, but it's just. He's captain! Uh, he's captain! So maybe the actuality of the games. And, and he was. Emery was specifically asked about it in, in one, on one of the post match interviews. That, good on the interview, actually said to him, what, you know, what do you think about. Xhaka's penalty you know it was surely a terrible mistake and he went I don't want to talk about negatives I only want to talk about positives but it is mystifying isn't it well I, I think a lot of former players will when they, will always have someone they can talk about who was brilliant in training but couldn't do yeah. it on a Saturday yeah but you don't religiously get picked <laughs> if you're not good enough to actually yeah. do it on Saturday it's more important you know people always talk about Mark Hughes being a, a terrible trainer but would be brilliant and score mm. goals on, a, on yeah. a Saturday and that's why you get picked so I don't buy that he's like a completely different player in, yeah. in training I don't you think know, it doesn't he, add up to me you know there's a slightly I would say the only comparison I was thinking of are other big teams you know have. You know, I think most a lot of teams have their one or two players that most fans don't like in their team like, so Liverpool for example Henderson I think was pretty much you know the equivalent for them, like, I, I, you know, one of my best friends is a big Liverpool fan, and he still doesn't really like Henderson. Slightly gets annoyed every time he's picked. Thinks that most of the things he does on the pitch are fairly negative, kind of sideways passing, you know. But what he doesn't have, and I think that's true. There's a lot of truth to that. But what he doesn't have is the capacity to commit grotesque, lunging fouls in the penalty area every single game and get and get and fouls constantly throughout the game. And Josh, you've had your phone out for a no, long I was time. Only, yeah. I thought Martin Kieran's comments. I don't know if you saw this um, that I'm just taking, but. Um, he's talking about Granite Jack. He says he's like a fire engine that turns up and discovers the house has already burned down. <laughs> he's that late. He does more damage than good when it comes to tackling. No wonder Wenger told him to stop trying. I suspect Jack may be on borrowed time. Gwendozi put in possibly the best performance I've seen from him. Torreira has to be a starter for me. Sabayas is looking good. Emery will have to look at the pros and cons and decide whether it's even worth persisting with Xhaka. But he's been persisting with Xhaka for so long. It doesn't make sense why he'd suddenly change... Now, after one ludicrous tackle again uh, on on Son, well, when so there has been be so a, many, but there's got to be a breaking point, hasn't there? I think like that, I feel break, like, that breaking pers- point should have been so long ago. Oh, I know, but he persevered with Mustafi, for example. Yeah, true. And now, and now he's completely persona non grata. And I do feel, I, I mean, I just hope and pray he's not. I just think. He's looking at the situation now. Maybe he's been waiting for Guendouzi and Torreira. Because I think last season, often they played... You played one or the other, and there was a bit of kind of you know, mixing and matching, wasn't there? Now it feels so clear to me that, that Torreira and Guendouzi can do a job in midfield, and you just don't need Xhaka. I mean, Xhaka didn't play in, our, in, our, in the game a few weeks ago, did he? No one cared. No one missed him. He was in injured, that, wasn't it? Burnley. He was injured, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's like surely even he can see that... If you're going to give away, if you're going to give away a penalty like that, that is a, that is that's potentially ruining the whole game in a crucial in a crucial situation where every point, every moment counts. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. Ujaka. Yeah, I, th- I don't think he listens to anyone. Do I don't think he gives a shit. That's why your hatred of him. I mean, people. People hate generally. People hating footballers is is ridiculous, obviously. But in this case, I feel like we are justified because <laughs> he's he has such a kind of cocky. Um, manner on on the pitch, you know, like I don't feel like so after that. You can see that penalty. I didn't see any great. Oh no, no, you know, apologies to anyone. He couldn't no. believe it. He was like, no, I haven't done anything wrong. It wasn't even, oh. I, mean, I think you're, I, I, looking at his face in in, in the in the re- replay afterwards, like I could sense, I could sense that he had done so because he didn't really complain that much. But he, neither did he apologise. It was like, just, and then he just goes around being a cock, you know, generally for the rest of the game as well. But you're and, right. Those moments the, when you go two 0 down against Tottenham. You know, most nine times out eight, nine times out of ten, Tottenham will, will go on and win the game. And credit to well, to the a... squad and, and and the performance that we put in that, that we came back. Yeah, but such a a simple, you know, you know, such a simple thing. Don't lunge in when there's players 
in the box. It's ri- you know it's a ridiculous thing to have done, and he got you know got absolutely done. And credit to Son, and and the penalty was dispatched, and you know we're two 0 down, and we got an absolute mountain to climb and you know thank god we, we managed to get I the goal just I actually didn't time. feel it was such a mountain to climb I thought we were going to get opportunities and talking yeah, about I this agree, record yeah. of getting goals yeah. at the Emirates yeah, and, and blowing leads yeah. that 2-0 it was like obviously like you know, there's no way we want to be in the game but I did feel like and look, obviously the timing of the goal couldn't have been better and it lifted the stadium yeah. hugely the atmosphere yeah. was terrific once we got that goal back in the second half and you know ultimately for all the attacking intent we had in the second half, Tottenham came closest to getting a third than we did when Harry Kane hit the post. So, honours even. We felt, had loads felt of shots. About, right. I mean, the, the, the stats are incredible. We had 26 shots. Right, but I, I just feel like, in terms of actually getting oh, yeah, the ball, no, no, I know that, we got the chance, ball in the net and, right, you know, yeah. it was offside. That final third, we just, we just let that Kane killer pass. To make it 3-1 and obviously that would have been that. Yeah. Would have been that. Yeah. I, so there's the, enough positives to take. I, oh, but you can look at it both ways. You A point dropped. But if you take the way that, you know, United had a disappointing result at the weekend, Chelsea had a disappointing result at the weekend, yeah. you know, and what's happened over the last couple of weeks, I think it's okay. Oh, I think completely. if you would have said, so, we've got four games at the beginning of the season, seven points I think is par. 100%, yeah. And we've won par. Why, but that's okay. But, but sorry, also, what I think is great, as it, from an Arsenal point of view, is we were 2-0 down against Tottenham. Yeah. And we would, I think most of the stadium came out disappointed that we yeah. didn't get the third. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I thought, like, watching it, watching it live at the stadium, I, was watch- I, I just thought there was... What, what we did get a lot in previous years, you know, was the team collapsing mentally in these situations when we go down to big teams. And not, you know, and not necessarily against Spurs. I mean, our record against Spurs, certainly at, at the Emirates, is, is, pretty, is, is good. But I felt like at no point... That, why, why I agree with you about, you know, I didn't feel like down... I didn't feel like it was the end of the world no. when we went to a down. It's because I thought like they, they were all really up for it, even when going to a down. It almost like it didn't affect them at all. They carried on playing. In fact, they, in the second half, they added... They, they were much better than they added the inten- to the intensity completely. Um, but I just, yeah, there was, a, there was a confidence about the way we were playing and the way we were attacking. Can I just read out? So after the team news was announced, I said it was really exciting because I was just pleased we were playing that front three, that formation. Alan Alger yeah. of this legend, of this right. parish, Here we go. said dangerous more like about the formation. Who will feed them, i.e. the front three? We're completely inviting Tottenham to dominate just inside their own half and dictate the game. What do you think about What do we think well, about Well, I don't that? think that happened. I think... Um, having to play Sanchez as a right back which I understand and read that it was the first time in his entire career had to be right back I think there was almost a Arsenal are probably going to make some errors during this game yeah. so if, if we can sit fairly deep and break and you know they had the right players to do that then they're going to get opportunities and score so I didn't think it was about sort of bringing Spurs on to us too much but Oli mentioned it before about many people being at fault for that first goal and, and that was a sign of how much work Emery has still got to do with this lot and yeah. people getting very critical I think there was even maybe it was a caller into Five Live or something going is David Luiz the worst Arsenal signing ever which oh, two games in or three games into Arsenal career is, is ludicrous I thought David Luiz had a pretty good game I think he did have a good game but I, I also read a really interesting thing about David Luiz who I think it was Mark Schwarzer said this a couple of weeks ago that he preferred you know to look at David Luiz in a three at centre back because he's got such a tendency yeah, a to push on that, yeah. to push on and he did it for you know and he, and he, you know at part of the reason we considered that first goal. Whereas when you are just playing two centre-backs, you know, it, you, you make a mistake and it really opens you up behind. And it was left to Maitland-Niles, who I think was caught in between two minds, whether to try and play the offside yeah. or go with the run of, of Harry Kane that led to yeah. the shot that got palmed up for Eriksen. If, but there's just there's so, so many problems still to fix. But I didn't feel... I don't agree with Alan's point. I, I no. wonder if, if Emery's thinking that he will play three in the back when Tierney and Bellerin... I back. wonder though. I yeah. wonder, but I wonder whether I don't. I don't think. I think. He, I think when they come, when they get back, I think then you, you're even looking even more at the Liverpool model of those attacking fullbacks being a massive, massive oh, bonus and having three firm, solid people in midfield. Hopefully, not including Xhaka. I and think you're writing off Jacker's career way too early here. I'm convinced he'll play more football. Than... Oh no, I mean, I'm talking in, in my in my in my ideal. Like, I'm not idea. saying this boy, but right right yeah, now, I... I know what you want. But do you think? Xhaka will play more football like out of the three of Guendouzi, Torreira, Xhaka mm. I feel like Xhaka will get the nod the most still I still think for the three, well, no, four no, no, remaining no. Think, Premier League that, games that will be the three I think that's probably his default three still unless somehow then where's Ozil going to play someone puts something in his tea which I'm not advocating yeah. in, in Xhaka's tea or 
you know, gets injured and blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm not advocating that either. I don't wish injury on any player. But I wonder... Or he so, continues to be so terrible that he just has to get rid of him from that middle three and bring in Ceballos. And I also wonder whether... So we should talk about this formation. It's really fascinating. Because the, yeah. the other point is... So pe- issues to discuss. People slagging off Pepe. I have issue with that because I thought he was great. And I know he's findable. So again, back to Algo. Algo is a burning because you know, he, he said that he's got an issue with his finishing. Now, obviously, he is slightly snatching at things, finishing things. He had one great chance, though, didn't he? That was a good save, a really good save. In the first half. In the first half. One of our better chances. And B, his, his skill and his, his pace and what he's giving to us is already... You know, a massive bonus. And, it, you know, it's going to take him time to get used yeah. to score. Yeah, it be- took famously, mm. Thierry Henry, eight games, you know. And Dennis, so, Dennis Burkham Dennis, took a the, You know, it's, it's scoring. Isn't we it? have Southampton coming up then. We need Southampton. I hope so. You're right. That's, that's, yeah, that that's the game. Yeah. The game where legends are made. Yeah. But people are judging unbelievably critical. Yeah. Alan Knott is just a other sort of echo chamber of it's Twitter, isn't it? isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, but you know what? I I actually thought Pepe had a very poor game. And I, very poor. Really? I, I I thought he really? lost the ball um, so at critical points, and Tottenham just they they got us on the counter attack. He was at fault for the just before the penalty. He I don't know he got didn't get a call from a defender or just didn't outmuscle the defender and the um, or whoever it was got in front of him. I think it was Winks who maybe just stole the ball just in front of him and passed it into Son. I, I actually thought, I didn't think he, w- he was at all um, good, sort of in that sort of defensive role that he can start playing. When he starts trying to weave in and out of defenders and he just loses the ball and, you know, they break away. I thought he was poor, but I, what I saw from him was that intent going forwards and defenders are going to be scared of him. And I just think he just needs to get that, that, that final ball right and he will be absolutely a phenomenal player for us. But it, it does worry me because, you know, if he's not doing it th- after sort of two or three games, that final pass, you know, is that part of his game that, that he's lacking? There were some, some moments where he definitely, and I think even in the last couple of minutes, there was an opportunity where it looked like we had a, a break that was on and there yeah, was a through ball, ball that looked really achievable to Oh, yeah, right, right at the end. Yeah. Uh, and that was frustrating. And I think there yeah. were a couple. Of, I think he did have a fairly disappointing game, but not to the point where I think we should be hugely concerned. It's early in his Arsenal career. I would, I would go and say, for me, poor game, but he, he, looks, he looks the makings of a terrific player. Uh, yeah, fine. Okay. I'll admit, you know, it, wasn't his, it wasn't a perfect game, but I think he still contributed a huge amount. I, mean, I still think... And I think he's, the other thing is, he's one of those players who is going to have the ball nicked from him. He is going to lose the ball. We have to get used to because he's one of you know he's he's all about dribbling and attacking and I think you know we just have to accept that fact that sometimes he's going to lose the ball in Kieros and hopefully you know the rest of the team can deal with it and not because he goes he just is that kind of player and I'd rather have you know that, I've said this before about this goes back to the Sanchez days you know people used to constantly bang on about him losing the ball all the time but equally he was he was scoring thirty goals people were still slagging him off you need that player who can provide a spark and something some incredible creativity I think Pepe is that player. Anyway, before we continue to discuss everything else about the North London Derby, let's have a quick break. Um, And we should remind you that our sponsor at the moment is Matchpint, the app. I used used Matchpint when I was up in Edinburgh at the Fringe Festival last week to find the nearest available pub showing the Arsenal-Liverpool game. And who should walk in during the first half, a few minutes into the game? None other than Tom Rosenthal, occasionally of this... Uh, Top-level comedian. ...podcast bash, who was there. And he was very frustrated because the game was at 5.30, his show was at 6.30, which meant, you know, bang on half-time, he had to rush off. And then as the second half started, Joe Ball walked in, occasionally of this podcast, and, uh, and he watched much Blimey. of the second half with me. Although I have to admit, I didn't watch the last 15 minutes of Liverpool-Arsenal game because we had a show booked, and I promised Rosie if we're 2-0 down... I will come to the show with you. And as it was, we were 3-0 down. And did at that point... Did you get point, your prediction right? And did you get I three predicted points? 3-1, if you, uh, if you remember. Did you? Yeah, I predicted. I had two predictions correct in a row on this podcast. Oh, my Not God. Not that we keep any record, so... Um, well, you, no. you should be. But anyway, the point of this was I used Matchpoint. It was very useful for yeah. finding out the nearest place to watch. You should game. be entering the, the predictions game. That's the point. The whole, that's the, that then you would be... There, 
There is that record of it. But if you if you do enter that game on the... I know you've been doing it on our behalf. Yes. Uh, but I will take control for the next weekend. We'll do it, yeah. We can all, we can all, you join our... We've got a little mini league, which yeah. if the code is FBAR, and then you can mention your predictions. Every, we can all do it. You don't have to do it. We, we can all do it together. It's a joy. Okay. Fantastic. Ollie, um, what are the other issues you want to discuss about the well, game? Well, I think Gwendouzi. I mean, Gwendouzi. Uh, uh, who we should congratulate on his international call-up to the France oh, yeah, today, replacing yeah. the injured Paul Pogba. Yeah. Um, which is which is quite right for him. Yeah, I think he had, he had one of his best games, didn't he? He was, he was definitely man of the He match, was so positive. Yeah. He was taking strides forward, and that's what I enjoyed. He was taking us that 10, 15 yards up the pitch. Um, really impressive. I hope and it's that, not just that one game. I, I know he's been, seems to have improved a lot this season, but I still think he's got that sort of little terrier about him where he kind of runs around, n- you know, nipping at people's heels and... At, sometimes I feel like he, he does just run around a little too much and doesn't get into that positions that he should do, doesn't make that pass that he should do. But I think that's just youth, and hopefully that will um, you know, seep out of his game. He made that incredible pass for the, for, for the goal, for Bamiyan's goal. Oh, it's beautiful. It's, it, that's his first assist, though, for Arsenal. Yeah, true. But I think, like, he, I think this season he's already showing his passing has improved for me. Like he's, he, he, he's much more... Um, forward thrusting, you know, there'll be a bit of sideways going on. I think last season a lot. He was much, he, and his defending is sometimes is incredible. Like he, he can he nicks the ball. He was nicking the ball a lot in the game yesterday from those from Spurs players. I think you know felt like you just, I just him. hope it's not a purple patch for. Oh no, I think he's, and and that we do get that we do see the most the most of him. But um, you know, there are sometimes we see players that they come in and and they have that sort of run of form, and then suddenly it goes, and and that's it. You, you're never seen again. But he he does. <laughs> I'm just you know I just you know last season for me, Guendouzi was that player. He played way too many minutes for Arsenal, and I think people were just like they weren't quite sure. And I don't think Emery was quite sure about his best position in the midfield. Does he go forwards? Does he defend? Does he sit? <laughs> I don't think he knew, and I still think he's trying to work that that out um so i i just hope that that we are going to see the best of him uh, was that his first ever assist for arsenal is that right yeah i just someone else said that yeah i hadn't yeah. checked that stuff well i said it immediately to sam who i was sitting in the game with because i was so sure that he hadn't done an assist all the last season you're going to prove me wrong uh no i think it was his first assist last of the, his arsenal career which is really exciting well i mean just you know that's what you, yeah. you're going to play in the yeah. midfield for I think arsenal ener- yeah. even allen's you know who's going to create chances well it came from an unexpected yeah. source but and I think he'd come close in the lot, all, all the way through the season so far to 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 making assists and just nearly just scored. Caught. We should right, point out nearly scored on Saturday, scored as well, as is Sabaya. Sabaya had a really good, chance. wonderful shot. Wonderful shot came. On. I thought made a difference when he came on. I mean, why Absolutely. wouldn't he? For me, it's like I said. I said this last week. For me, the best team is quite clear in my mind. And people are so people are nitpicking now about people are saying. I've had this discussion on Sky. This big discussion about the front three, where they were saying Jamie Redknapp was saying that the problem. Brilliant, all brilliant players, but that clearly Orba isn't so good out wide. Oh, yeah, and he and wants to play in the centre. Playing wants to play in the centre, fine. It also saying that Lacazette wants to play in the centre and doesn't want to drop deep too much. Unlike, you know, the kind of... I think um, uh, Marino said this, on, he had a long analysis of it, which was really interesting, I have to say. It was so interesting that some people now... There's a story on the Sun football thing saying that people want Marino to be our manager. Fuck off. Um, but he was very interesting analysing the front three and saying that he didn't think... If, again, he said they're brilliant players, but he didn't think that Lacazette could drop deep like Firmino does for Liverpool. Yeah. I think he can. I don't agree with that. I think, I think we've seen it in action, actually. We've often seen it. When they were, when they were, do you remember when they were playing? He was playing the two of them up front towards the end of last season. There was that European game where they, were, they literally like created all their chances to, it together, almost. Yeah, and I remember... Yeah, right. And I remember Lacazette dropping deep and, and getting the ball and being there available, deeper than Aubameyang, for example. So I think, I think, I think that out, that front three can be as mobile and creative and as, and, and as brilliant as Liverpool's. I really do. And for me, you've got to play to that strength. You've got to keep them as the front three. You can't kind of go, oh, well, I bet Aubameyang would rather be in the middle. Of course he would, but he's... It's mobile. Listen, they've got to be mobile. They've got to each swap those places like Liverpool do. And then you can keep all three of them happy. No? I think that between the three of them, you know, we have got... And, and Jose Mourinho said this. He was so positive about what we've got yeah. going forward in, in the midfield yeah. and, and up front. And he said the number of like variations and options that we're going to have. And he, I think he actually spoke about the players even on the bench and, and ironically mentioned Mkhitaryan as an, an option that yeah. we'd have on the bench. I don't know. There's... There's got to be something where you, you're now looking at 
that front three and going, okay, it's not as good as, as Liverpool's. Potentially, it can be as good as I don't I think, think it's quite as good, but it's not far off. It's not far off. I was going right. to say, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that, and, and that is not something we've had in terms of Lacazette. I don't think he's, he's sort of the same level of defending ability. That I mean, if, I, I agree to an extent. I think with Mourinho, Mourinho, what I think we're going to have to work out this year is you've got Aubameyang. I mean, much as he's the one who seems to be the one put onto the flank, he's clearly so much happier just being the one through the mill as is Lacazette and. That's why I wonder how many times we actually are going to see all three of them start. And, you know, we'll talk about Mkhitaryan's departure, but maybe Nelson, Ozil. I think there might have to be games where we don't see all three of them. I, I, I just don't see, I don't think you're, don't you think Ollie, I don't think it's going to be like Liverpool where you don't even have to look at the be, team sheet and you just look at the be. three of them. Liverpool, on Liverpool, living proof, if you stick to that, if you play to that strength and you stick with it, no matter, home away, no matter who you're playing, they stick with it. And, it, and it's... But, and it's born through, isn't it? Why wouldn't you do that? I, I, I think if you were to sit them down and say, right, there'll be a times potentially where one of you aren't going to play because the formation is what it is, they'll all say, no, we'll play us. And I think that's what he wants to do. If Obama Yang is going to have to play out wide because actually for the team, he's the better option, so be it. He'll, yeah. he'll, he'll do it. And... I actually, so far this season, you know, when he has played out wide, I've been, I've been really impressed with him. I've always been a slight, slightly against Aubameyang sometimes. I think he misses a lot of chances and sometimes doesn't quite You're a hard run. man to please. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but I've been really impressed with him um, at the start of the season. And, you know, his, his record has been fantastic as well, scoring three goals. Yeah. I, he'll play on the left side for sure. And he might not be, you know, positively, you know, beaming, you know, ear to ear by it. But he'll play and he'll score goals, no doubt. And his all-round play, I agree, his all-round play is, is getting better and better. He still causes a huge amount of trouble yeah. out wide. And then, you know, obviously, when he goes to the middle and he gets more chances to score, of course. That's true. But I'll keep banging on about Liverpool. Liverpool have shown when they have two, two golden boot winners in their front three, I think you, have, you, you know it can be done. It can be, I think all of our players are, are good enough to, to deal with the to deal with the challenges of being a mobile front. We'll score more goals with with Aubameyang, Lacazette and Pepe than we will with Nelson, Lacazette or Aubameyang and Pepe. Of course. For sure. It was interesting, wasn't it, that considering today Mkhitaryan has gone to um, Roma, right, that Mkhitaryan came on as sub instead of Ozil, for example... Yeah, right. I mean, people are saying this is like, you know, how, how could it possibly be? It doesn't make any sense. It makes sense, but the sense is not what we want to hear. You have to say, yesterday, 70 minutes gone, Emery has looked around at his seven options on the bench yeah. and decided the best person to help Arsenal go on and win this game is Mkhitaryan. Yeah. So if that is the case, I can't fathom why he's letting him go. So the only reason why he's letting him go is because he is the one that they could go, that they could get rid of. Mm. And that's it. It is Mkhitaryan. They were able to get, supposedly it was reported today, 180 of his £200,000 a week wage covered. Whereas if there is an option or there has been some discussion about Ozil's departure, clearly the financial terms just aren't going to work. So Mkhitaryan's one that's gone. But it's worrying that he thought this is a player who's going to have a vital role in trying to win this game in a big game. It's not like we've got loads of people out injured at the moment. You know, it was weird, but he's got well, I can only... sitting there. He's got N- Nelson sitting there. I know, and he, and he also potentially, surely, you're putting a transfer at jeopardy for. That's what's weird. Surely, before the game, he must have known. Of course, he knows weeks ago. That. In the same way, Monreal started the season knowing he's leaving. It was in three incredibly weeks. sudden, though, wasn't it? I haven't had any. I haven't heard any rumours that Mkhitaryan was going to. No, to, I think there has been quite a bit. There? Yeah, like I mean, not not uh, you know a, a huge level, but there has been rumblings that he's going to be the one they're going to try and put out on loan. Yeah, but I don't think there's been anything concrete. No, no. like he's been linked to. Yeah, exactly. It did come well, out of the blue. It's very out of the blue. I thought I was. Well, not, I was kind him, of incredibly. Him leaving yeah. doesn't surprise me. Yeah. But the fact that it seemed to have just happened late last night yeah. that we've agreed something with Roma. That, to me, that was, that was surprising. But yeah, he could have... It was a bit like Nasri when he went to um, Man City. We played him against Liverpool. Mm. Could have easily picked up an injury. We played Chamberlain famously, didn't we, just before yeah. he... You know, it kind of does happen. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's not weird, because it was weird, but 
I wonder whether, you know, it shows that the, the division of labour, the club, is really, really, like, clear that actually it's the other guys that deal with the transfers and fucking Emery barely no, gets a look at him. It's possible. What, are you suggesting that he didn't know Emery? Um, no. I mean, no. Of course he knew. I don't know. Oh, all right. He has Surely, to know. As manager of the team, know, he has I to know. know. He has to know. Yeah, all right, he has to know. But, and then the, in that case, the other deduction that we can only, we can only surmise is that he really, I mean, still, Ozil is like lost... His option of last resort. He, he sh- Ozil shouldn't have come on that pitch, but I thought Nelson was the more yeah, yeah, positive. Yeah, you would understood that, yeah. Because yeah. So um, he, he played early in the season, yeah. How, how do you feel about Mkhitaryan leaving? Yeah, I mean, here's I'm a player that... I'm absolutely fine with it. You're absolutely fine <laughs> absolutely. with it? Absolutely. In fact, more than that, I'm delighted, because I think he's been an absolute fucking waste I don't think we've now got quite the depth. I mean, the... the We've got much As better in, players, much more consistent, hard-working players than fucking... I'm Mateo. not arguing that I want him in my starting 11. You look at what's left the club. You know, we talked about, OK, Awobi will go, OK, yeah. it means that, you know, there's now options in Nelson, Mkhitaryan, you know, Ozil. There's a little... Not, not bare, well, but we... remember. We, we've, got, we've, got, we've got an, an abundance of attacking talent. We've done, Mkhitaryan was like a turn-it-on. Remember, I remember when he came, I remember being told... I, I don't I, love the player. I'm just, he's someone who played a part in 25 Premier League games last year for us. It's not, not insignificant barely as played a contribution. Oli, what's your feeling about Mkhitaryan? I'd much rather see Nelson than Mkhitaryan. Yeah, absolutely. The I future. think that excites me much more. How old is Nelson? 19? Well, we're going yeah. for youth. That's, a, that's yeah. a, And I think that is absolutely... The, 100%. Mkhitaryan's yeah. 30 is been average at best since he moved to us in 2018 to me nelson is he's exciting he's come from the academy i think the fans will get behind him if he makes a mistake you're not going to see the grumblings in the crowd if mikatarian makes a mistake you know you'll hear the oh you know misplaced passes can't control he, it. Made, he did that, one yesterday there was yeah, an attack yesterday yeah. when he came on that was a really promising attack that he fucked up in the middle i was thinking that's that's and he, i feel he also slows stuff down I think he's not very fast i'm happy anymore. to see 180,000 yeah. pound Big you know out out, if, out the wages yeah, and hopefully only, that will go into january's pot i, well, think I can only think this is all still part of having to balance the books in some way and therefore there was always going to have to be someone and maybe, you know, I know it's a different part of the pitch, but maybe there was a hope to save some money on Mustafi and they simply could not find a buyer. Well, clearly, because I it mean, makes more sense to me that they've been trying to get rid of Mustafi yeah, than Mkhitaryan. Yeah. yeah. But no, Mustafi's anyone... been left out of the 18s. I mean, they couldn't be more clear. There. <laughs> no, no, no one's interest gonna... to keep him. And obviously the wages they hoped maybe to get rid of from Mustafi and someone else had to, had to go and, and it's Mkhitaryan. But I think it's brilliant. I, have, I think it's absolutely brilliant. I think the, the efficiency, this new efficiency of getting rid of the dead wood, and I'm sorry, but Mkhitaryan was absolutely definitive dead wood to me, is great. And I think, you know, all of the, you know, in some, like Iwobi, I'd say touch and go, you know, but I, I feel we've got better players now than Iwobi, you know, more, you know, I know scored, scored at the weekend and stuff, but... All of the, this whole process, I think, has been amazing. I think it's been a hugely long time coming. Yeah, the turnover, you've got the... Well, uh, this was a, a tweet, I think, uh, that I saw was put out, just highlighting that, obviously, Arsenal won the FA Cup final against Chelsea in 2017. So we're talking 27, 28 months ago. And all the players, listen to all the players that have gone, who played part of that day. Ospina, Mertesacker, Monreal, <laughs> Ramsey, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Ozil, Sanchez, Welbeck... Lucas Perez, Giroud, Walcott, Iwobi, Czech, Cockling, Elneny. And that's not to mention other people. Oh, we forgot about Elneny. I mean, Elneny who will I mean, come on to. How many of them would you actually yeah. want but hang on, right other, now? Ramsey? Other players that yeah. have left Ramsey. the club in that period. You know, Cazorla, Dennis Suarez, Debushi, Gibbs, Lichtsteiner, uh, Jackson McCaterian. There's so many players. That, I mean, I'm just making the point. The yeah. turnover is yeah. huge. We're talking 20-odd players that it's have come on. 20-odd players who are... Pretty shit. Yeah. What well, an indictment it is. <laughs> it's two things. Hey, I'm it's okay indictment of it. the old period, of yeah. the old. No, I'm not, you know, top to That bottom. old bloody top period of getting in the Champions League every year and winning uh, these FA Cups. Uh, are we going to go back to that? I, I said this, um, and I've said this to you when we've been WhatsApping, Josh, and all, all of that crap about Venga. I've got your number, I don't get them anymore. <laughs> um, is, it, it is that Perez Mustafi Xhaka transfer window was. All that was bad with Arsene Wenger in his final few years at the club. And all those players that you've listed there, apart from Ramsey, maybe a few others. Mertesacker, I like Mertesacker, uh, but then he got too old and very slow. Um, uh, absolute shit. Did quite, that, did quite well in that cup final, that shit team. You know what? 
uh, you know, Chelsea beat they were Bayern, of but Chelsea beat Bayern Munich, you yeah. know, and they were absolute dog shite yeah. in a cup final. And you know, you know, you, one-off games, you can always get your luck, and we rode our luck that day. We were terrific. I remember holding Monreal and who else was in part of that back? And Perma, yeah. and that was Mertesacker's second appearance of the season. He came on because the pre, the last game of the season against Everton. Koscielny got sent off. So actually, he was supposed to be nowhere near that team. So we got... It was an unbelievable day. It was shit. That squad, all those players that you mentioned are shit. I didn't mention them to heart back to them. I'm just saying it's it's extraordinary. I think it's almost unprecedented to have that level of turnover. I think it's everything I dreamed of because those days of mediocrity, a team that could pull one, you know, a good performance out of the hat when they really need to in a cup final and they did it and, you know, both managerially and everything. But I just think now, this whole... I think I think there's an incredible positivity about the whole situation. I think we've got a really strong squad. The strong is almost like mind-blowingly strong, considering our financial supposed financial difficulties, etc. And I think you know I think we can compete with all of these teams now. And obviously, and I think what has what's definitely been proved is that City and Liverpool are in a world of their own. But everyone else, absolutely much of a muchness. And I think we can easily finish above Spurs. Bless you, Ollie. I, I mean, of all things, coming out the stadium yesterday. It just renewed my belief we are coming in the top four again. Yeah, definitely. And Ollie, you may not have to worry about these terrible Europa League away oh, days please. that you seem desperate dream, to avoid. Yeah. All I want is for you and I to go back to Paris Saint-Germain away and wherever other stuff Yeah, look, I, I, just, I just do feel a Relive little bit differently. Relive that romantic trip. I, I, oh, I just beautiful. think we sound so entitled to go, oh, we must expect to be in the Champions League every year. Like, you know, it, football does work in cycles and Arsenal, we've still been in European football for now, what, every year since, what, not, mid-90s? I mean, it's yeah. absolutely, yeah. you know, incredible run of European football every single year we've had and, you know what, another year in the Europa League, you know, because we lost that final in Baku, which let's not talk about ever again, then, you know, I'm not so against a nice European trip and being part of this journey that I hope does end in Gdansk and you'll be the one going, oh, I spent my £140 on flight. Uh-huh, you, you spent £600. I'm not going to... It can't cost £600 to get to Gdansk. You'll see, you'll see. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll, we'll, you'll, you'll be either right or wrong in May. Um, I want to talk about Monreal. Because we didn't really have a chance to say goodbye to him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's been a brilliant servant. He's, well, wow, he's been a very, very good... A long time. Ja- ja- he came with the transfer window January 2013. Yeah. That's six and a half yeah. years. He's I mean, he, he has been... I think the word is staunch, isn't it? He's been, he's been a pretty solid uh, um, yeah, week in, week out. never puts a foot wrong. He's not the greatest left-back yeah. in the world... But he, you always get your seven, eight out of ten every yeah. week with him. Yeah, I mean, in our defence as well. I mean, full, you know, full of the morons who have been in it through, of, of recent times. He's definitely been, and he scored some important he, goals. Scored as some well. important goals, didn't he? Am I imagining it? Didn't he win player of the Arsenal player of the year one season when, we, when like, everyone was terrible? I think he I think almost Two slightly years by ago, default. Yeah, he, I feel I, like he he scored like six goals in yeah. one season. He went a bit free, and he had a particularly good season. Everyone else was shit. All the all the kind of you know all the attacking players pretty much. But yeah, he, it's sad to see him go. That but, came quite randomly as well. Well, I always thought there was little murmurings that he, he may go, yeah, but obviously the Kalasanat situation with the, the mugging and whatnot meant that he, he, he couldn't play. But clearly, Emery doesn't think there's a place in the squad for him. Well, well I, th- I feel this one's a bit of a personal one. That he's obviously come to a point where he wants to go back to, to Spain and Arsenal have very clearly brought in his long-term replacement. I mean, there were rumours yeah. uh, maybe gonna, six weeks choice, ago. There were rumours six weeks ago about Monreal being about yeah. to leave, and, yeah, and then Monreal put out this, you know, cryptic Instagram post, which was, you know, I'm training hard for for whatever happens in the future, or, or something along along those lines. But I mean, he, he made yeah, a, re- he a real contribution yeah. to Arsenal, one of my one of my favourites, I think, over three sort of recent years. But you know, I'm, I'm just looking here at the stats. You know, from that 2013-14, his first full season at the club. You know, he didn't play less than, you know, 22, 23 of the Premier League games, including in 2015-16. I think one of those seasons you mentioned are very strong. Played, you know, all but one of the Premier League games in the following year, all but two. So, and know, a very important equaliser in the semi-final versus Man City. A oh, yeah. huge game and a big goal at Old Trafford in an FA Cup game as well. Um, and look, part of a back three at points where, you know, he definitely wasn't, you know, in his natural habitat. But It was a shame not a to great servant. say goodbye. Not for him to be at the stadium there on yeah, Sunday. Half time, just wheel him out. We can talk about the half time on Sunday. That was. I say wheel him out. He's not a strange one. Well, who was the half time on Sunday? I didn't even notice. Um, you were having your dirty yeah. beat. Oh, uh, that, well, who, was was, who was it? I didn't see, um, but I did. I was having a free to, uh, Camden Camden Lager. I did speak to Nigel Mitchell today. He'll be joining us in two weeks' oh, time. Right. But who was the? What was the? What was? It the was who was it, Josh? <laughs> 
I didn't see I was also uh, in the concourse. I actually, I actually didn't pay attention to it. I it was, but he couldn't hear any of the questions, so it... Uh, it it just wasn't no, very just good. It's a technical disaster. Uh, Mon- Monorail did a lovely post where talking about the 31st January Malaga. I wake up, check my phone, have two calls from Santi Gazzola. I call him and, ask me if he, and he asked me if I want to play for Arsenal. Ten hours later, I was an Arsenal player. Sometimes football is simple. Different country, city, language, football style, teammates, where it's not the best conditions for a shy person as me. What is it about Arsenal that makes it not good for a shy person, boy? <laughs> that is weird. I don't know. Um, but I knew I have to be there. Almost seven years later, it's time to say goodbye. It hasn't been an easy decision. Thinking of my family and my future, it feels it's the right decision. I'd like to say thank you to my teammates, staff, all the people who work for Arsenal, and especially to the fans for all the respect and love they've always shown me. I'll always remember you. Now it's time to go win the North London derby. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Um, we're running out of time, because I've got to go and see it chapter two. Um, of course you do. Yeah. Uh, do we need to? So we're off next week because the internet, the boring international break, aren't we? So we, we will be taking a, a week away, but of course we should predict the yeah. um, Watford. Watford. We're going to that, aren't we, Ollie? Going that, to that together. We are. Oh, nice. We are indeed. Another four thirty. Oh, four thirty Sunday kickoff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Your favourite. Get Love some it. lunch in, Ollie. What am I going to do? Watford Town Centre. I think we'll pop out. Exciting to times. Find something to Get eat around there. Um, I'm. I'm. Watford is. I mean, last year. That was the only bloody game we won towards the end of the season, and uh, it, I remember walking out. Sheet. I remember walking out of Vicarage Row, being like, "We're all right for this top four now." And then, of course, we were like, "Oh, we only need to win one of those games <laughs> at Leicester or wherever else we were towards the end of the year." Um, but they have had a dreadful start. Haven't they? I mean, they only just about picked up their first point, haven't they? So, yeah, bottom of the league. You know, I don't know. I, I think we can actually go there and win. I've, I've yeah. seen enough from the start of the season. I think, as I said before, seven points out of 12 is exactly on par. I think we're going to get three points there. Win by a goal. A 2-1 for me. Ollie. I, I'm positive, actually. I'm going to say we're going to win 3-0. I like it. I think they'll score. I think I'm going 3-1. I think I've predicted 3-1 for every single game we've played so far this season. Hopefully one. One time, it might Did you put three one at Anfield when it was three one? Um, no, no, no. I think I predicted a score draw of some line. Um, you looking forward to the international break, boy? No, and I should be boring. So we didn't really talk about Harry. Harry. Um, I was going to say Harry Styles. Harry Kane's um, ludicrous dive, did we? But let's just say, let's just agree right now, it was a ludicrous dive, and that everyone should be slightly more honest. Ludicrous. I mean, he literally leapt. If, you know, he was showing it. was quite funny on Sky when they were showing it, and he was going, "Oh yeah, I felt something on me." And then I leapt into the air, gazelle. He sort of conceded that he was uh, looking for the contact. I think that's what he said. He was, "I'm waiting to feel the contact." Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He, he wasn't. I don't think he came across that bad. I saw I, some I of the Arsenal know. Twitter. You know who the worst is? This, but... Deli Alley. Oh yeah, he's terrible. Oh, well, hang are... on, Chabelle, I, I spotted it live actually. I mean, obviously, it was all going on in the area of the penalty area. The ball wasn't hitting, but I mean, Sabayos had his arms all arms all uh, over there. Yeah, Ali had his hands and Sabayos as well. But it had been happening. Anyway. That had been brewing for about yeah. a minute. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, we have run out of time because I've got to go and see it. Chapter two. Oh yeah. Thank Enjoy you very that. much. Thank Enjoy you your already. nightmares. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. So we'll be back in we'll two weeks' in time, where we're looking forward to being joined by yeah, the voice of Arsenal, Nigel Mitchell. Excellent. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.